sorry. My Prada's at the cleaners. Along with my hoodie and my fuck you flip-flops. You pretentious douchebag. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Adam Pecora. Here we are. Another dramatic rendition of the one and only Requiem for a Tuesday. What, what? Now, unfortunately, I am slacking. I'm a little behind here, you know. Um, the schedule was uh, a little amiss, but that's okay. Um, we're back on track. We're right where we need to be, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, we got to talk Oscars uh, since it's uh, fucking Wednesday right now. Um, Jesus, where was I? You know, I should have hopped on right after it was over. Although, not going to lie, especially since it was the week after the Super Bowl, I definitely partied it out pretty hard. And uh, it was a trashed Oscars event. I went through. I, I put them down. Let's uh, let's just say let's just say that I put them down. OK, and we'll leave it at that. Um, so Parasite, uh, I still haven't seen it. Uh, you know, it's been, it's been on the list for a while. A lot of months have gone by and, uh, I just never did it. I couldn't commit. Um, I think now more than ever shows that I definitely should have. And, uh, I fucked up. I'm, I'm, I'm with you if you haven't seen it. Um, but we need to go see it. I'm talking to you right now. Like we, we gotta do this. So. Uh, I definitely think it should be an in-theaters thing because it's like, okay, like, this movie is going to go down in history for, like, like no matter what, forever. Um, again, having not seen it, but, like, whether it holds up in time or not, um, like, in, uh, like, if we look back on it and it's like, oh, maybe it's not as good as we thought, like, tends to happen sometimes. I don't think that this that's the case, just based on everything I've heard about it. It seems like it's a legitimate all-time classic movie, which is fucking awesome. Um, but, like, literally, no matter what, because of its precedent, being the first foreign language film to win Best Picture, um, like, we're, we'll remember forever, we'll remember Bong forever. I mean, his speeches were killer. Uh, um, the only thing, so this is this is what I really wanted to talk about with the there's an error in the categories because if a movie is nominated for best picture and it's a foreign language film or whatever they call it now international film whatever i think international film is dumb because what can like a movie from england win probably not because fucking 1917 <laughs> was like an england movie um, I don't know if the studio was English or not, though, so that would make a difference. But either way, like, just call it foreign language. Like, we know this is an American or international language. Fine. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I don't see the problem. But I digress. So, I mean, if you can be nominated for Best Foreign Language Film and Best Picture... Um, aren't like if you're the only foreign language film in Best Picture, aren't isn't that like literally not even fair to everybody else? Because I mean, okay, so here's the downside, right? Like you can win Best Foreign Film and then not win Best Picture, which is how that has gone any of the times that that's happened. Uh, I don't even know if that's even been that many that there've been nominations. I think Roma was the only other one. Um, haven't seen that either, but what can you do? Um, 
God, it's on Netflix too. There's like no excuse. But uh, whatever. Uh, I want to see Parasite way more than I ever wanted or will want to see Roma. So, sorry, Roma. I'm sure you're great. Like, I don't think everybody's exaggerating or anything. But I just mean like, so uh, how can you justify i think that if a foreign language film is nominated for best picture it has to be disqualified from winning that category like it needs to not be nominated for it because that's just like not it's not a nominee you know what i mean like the other ones are basically getting acknowledged and the other one is like being handed the award because like if it qualifies for best picture when the other ones don't it is clearly the best foreign language film so I just have a little gripe with that. Now, it would be it would have been incredibly unfair to Parasite had it lost to 1917 as everyone predicted it would, and then it's not nominated for international film by default, like in in the thing I just said, and then it doesn't come away with anything in in that terrible scenario. Um, uh, yeah, like imagine if Aroma didn't get an Oscar. Period because like, it didn't win foreign language film that would be bogus you like if you already feel like it got snubbed um you're going to be extra salty when it gets snubbed and then doesn't win that so i do get that part of it but i think like i don't know i know that it's like totally against the whole premise of it but like they need to change when when this happens if it does happen they just need to be prepared to like alter it a little bit i think that they should just give the award directly to that film I mean, I guess it. I, I mean, I guess it could lose, right? Like it could lose the vote, but I just think that the sheer fact that it's nominated for best picture, it just shouldn't be. It's almost like, uh, kind of like the way the NFL will try to give offensive player of the year to a guy who's not the MVP. You know, like just to throw it out there, like, hey, you, you know, you did good. <laughs> um, even though the MVP was on offense it's like yeah uh but he somehow wasn't the offensive player of the year here we'll give it to this guy you know there needs to be a method like that i i don't i don't, I don't know what that equivalent would be um maybe there just needs to be a foreign language oscars you know it doesn't have to be as televised um and maybe they can do more with like short film and documentaries in it as well you know like some i don't know i just i just hate to see that because it's like okay if it if it's nominated for best picture and loses that's so stupid and then if it's a foreign language film and then if it's and then like imagine if it's nominated for best picture and then loses foreign language film like just like no matter what if it's nominated for best picture it should just by default win that award they shouldn't even vote on it because then it's a mockery of itself. Because it's like, if that other movie's a better foreign language movie, isn't it just a better movie? So, I, w- I would love to see, like, a separate thing. I know that I've basically just been talking in circles, saying the same thing in a bunch of different ways. But uh, it's just like, it's almost like the the youth math skills in me just, like, cannot handle it. Because that equation doesn't compute. And it's like... Yeah, you know, you need to fucking solve for X, and I like can't figure it out. And uh, but they need to. Like, it's their whole thing, and it's just kind of driving me up the wall. The more that I keep saying it out loud, so pressing onward. 
I loved Brad Pitt's speech probably more than any speech. Um, other than Bong's, like, constant drinking. Although I do like he said Texas Chainsaw. Bong had too many opportunities, and uh, if we merge them together, he wins best speech. Uh, but I don't think any of his one speeches outdo Brad's because he just crushed it on every level. And it's like when, a, when your speech can justify your victory, like, even more. It's like, I was like, fuck yeah. I'm so, like, fuck yeah, he won because look at that. Like, that's that's Jordan doing the shrug after hitting the shot. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, like, I'm flexing on you because, like, I'm the fucking best. And, uh, you know, props to him. Glad he finally made it. Um, Just as everybody said, what the fuck was up with all that music? I mean... Come on, there's a reason why nobody watches the Grammys. I don't because I happen to not like probably 90% or maybe have not even heard of 90% of whoever is performing or winning awards. But it's also because I don't want to watch a bunch of live performances of songs that I don't listen to ever. And I don't want to see them done in, like, an extravagant... Like, you know what I mean? I'm not on Broadway right now. I'm not expecting a fucking crazy theatrical show. I would like it if the Oscars was just, you know, fun. I guess that music is supposed to be fun, and maybe I'm just being cynical, but it's it's a movie thing. So if you're just putting that much emphasis on the songs, then, uh, you know... Why don't you put a little more emphasis on the movies? I mean, it's just crazy. And uh, Chris Rock and Steve Martin have an unbelievable rapport that I don't know if I've seen them even speak to each other before. I hope that they have, and I hope that there's a lot of footage of it. Um, But I thought that their chemistry was outstanding. And it was cool to see them together as legends. And and like Chris Rock, I, I don't know. I feel like he's still not even that old. And he's just like already cemented as this like legendary icon because he took like a quick hi he took like a hiatus. It wasn't quick; he was gone for a while. But it's like uh, he went on that hiatus, and then the tambourine tour. We was basically already like a legacy thing. It was almost like, it was almost like he'd been gone for like twenty years, and we're like, ah, you know, like Chappelle at least like was gone for like a long time, and like he like. You know, like, everything that happened with Chappelle's show, like, totally built up a lore around the guy. It was like, where is he? (laughs) You know, we fucking lost Dave Chappelle. And uh, so him coming back was a lot more, like, I don't know, like, monumental. And I get that Chris Rock, like, is probably a more legendary comedian just because he had more of a body of work at the time. And I guess, you know, amongst other reasons, like, subject matter and stuff like that. But, yeah, I don't know. For whatever reason, it just seems like whenever he has a public appearance now or, you know, I don't know, just even that tour, it just kind of felt like that. It was like, oh, damn, Seinfeld's coming around. This is a big deal. (laughs) But it is a big deal when he comes no matter what because it's Chris Rock and he's the best. So I don't know. Maybe if you understand what I'm saying, um, you know, tell me how to say it better. Let me know. Okay, our fan podcast at gmail.com. I'm going to plug all day. I'm a plugger, you know? 
uh, I think that that's a skill. I'm basically on radio now, so I got to figure out how to throw those little ads in there. Mm, Elmer's glue. <laughs> you know? You didn't even see that coming. It's like subliminal. But I bet you just saw a nice little glue stick. Maybe you saw like a like one of those like reddish pink ones, and it's like coming out the side out of the bottom of the cap a little bit, because uh, you put the cap on before it was all the way withdrawn into the stick. You know, tubular. Anyway, Elmer's glue. Um, I don't know if I can get in trouble for advertising products that didn't pay me. Is that a thing? I don't think so, but. Uh, I'll I'll clarify that Elmer's Glue by it is not a sponsor of this podcast. So, now that we got that out of the way, let's resume the Oscars extravaganza. And I mean the 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 second they did that montage before Eminem came out, um I was waiting for Eminem, especially after they did the 36 thing cuz it was like pretty pre, uh, well actually I don't remember the order. I think that when I saw 3-6, I knew Eminem was next. Maybe that's what it was. But either way, like, I, I was expecting 8 Mile. I mean, it won an Oscar. So, like, it was a montage of old-ass movies with, with songs. Like, it is stupid. Um, but, yeah, the second I saw B-Rabbit's face and there was silence the second it came on screen, whereas all the other ones had nice, li- you know what I mean? Like, it was transitioned and the other ones were there and the music was starting and it was on time. And the second it was silent, I was like, please don't, please don't. Like, I don't want him to come out right now. Do not do this. And they just showed more and more of the clip and, like, they would not play the music. <laughs> Or maybe this is just how I remember experiencing this, but this is how it happened in my head. So if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but this is what I went through. And I was like, oh, please, God, like, I do not want him to come out right now. How do we stop this? And uh, we didn't. And he came out. And um, God, he, he is almost 50 years old. He cannot grow a beard. For the life of him, like, his beard looks bad, and I'm a guy who cannot grow facial hair either. All I grow is a Maine-style beard, and not the state of Maine, you know? I don't, they probably have great beards up in Maine. It gets cold in the winter, but I'm talking, like, a a lion's mane, you know? Real big, real bushy, and just along my jawline. Nothing on the cheeks. No goatee style, no stash stuff. I mean, like, the hair grows there, but it never turns into anything, you know? Like, there's hair there, but they're, they're little baby boys. They're chilling. You know? <laughs> Just like that. So, um, I'm not, like, being that guy like, bro, your beard's fucking weak. You know, you ain't shit. It's like, I feel that. And uh, I recently let it grow out for very... Ex- oh, I also get plenty of neck also. Like, it goes pretty deep down the neck. That's I make sure to maintain that even when I'm... Um, imagine me doing air quotes right now. Even when I'm growing out my beard. And air quotes, okay? Um, really, that just means I am too lazy and probably technically depressed to shave my face. Uh, I let it grow out about six inches. It was long enough that I could put hair from my chin into my mouth. So however long that is, 
ladies and gentlemen. That is how long I let it go this winter, and it did not look good. It never, I mean, but I mean, it still looked better than his, and that's saying something. Um, I recently cut that down because Jesus Christ, you know. Um, so yeah, like it's, it, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not coming at you, M. Okay, relax. Um, but you gotta get rid of it, especially because you somehow still have a baby face. Like, you still have basically the same face you had on the Eminem show era, you know? Like, if he ditched the beard, he can still be the guy in all black who's, like, super serious now. That's fine. I get it. Like, this that's how you think you've grown up. Um, I mean, I okay, I'm going to diverge and do a little Eminem thing here. We can get back to the Oscars eventually, maybe. Um, but it's just, like... The thing everybody loved about you when you blew up... Okay, I don't need to be talking directly to Eminem. That's just absurd. Okay, but... Okay, so the thing that everybody loved about Eminem, at least, I, I mean, as far as I know, and I, this, I'm speaking from, like, the reasons I did, outside of just pure technical ability, it was the sense of humor and the playfulness and, like, just saying crazy shit just to piss people off. Like, it was like you literally didn't give a fuck um, and now, like, I, I, I just can't. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand. I didn't understand the shout rap thing. That was a weird phase that he went through. And then now I don't understand the fast rap thing. Um, I remember seeing a thing on, like, MTV2 where he or somebody affiliated with him, it was, like, a little documentary thing. I think it was only, like, 30 minutes. They, like, went to his house um, or one of the houses he grew up in in Detroit. I guess he moved a lot. Um, but he mentioned somebody in that show, I believe it was in that show, may have been in another program, um, mentioned that they told him to slow down. Because he was rapping too fast. And I and part of me thinks that now it's just like, oh, well, I am I do what I want now. Which is fine. But, I mean, is this what you want? I thought what you wanted was to make, like, good music. <laughs> you know? And uh, I didn't even bother with the new record. I'm officially out. I'm done. I've given up. And uh, I, I should have done it a lot sooner. I technically already kind of did it. But it was more of like a, I went on an Eminem hiatus. And then, because uh, I, I didn't listen to the new records, like, when he came back. Because I thought Crack a Bottle sucked at the time. That was, like, the first single. And, uh, yeah, and then, like, once Recovery, I heard those singles. And I was like, this is insane. The fact that he is working with the pop stars that he used to tear apart. I mean, I think it would have been pretty funny if on, like, uh, on, like, MMLP1 can't believe that I have to clarify it. Like, why would you ruin it, Marshall? Um, he, like, if he if he did, like, a, a song with, I don't know, like, Christina Aguilera or something, I think that that would have been, like, hilarious, and he probably would have messed around with it and done something really funny. But, like, now it's just, like, Eminem featuring Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran? That, that guy that guy wouldn't have lasted 10 seconds in an Eminem verse. You know what I mean? Like, it is just unbelievable to me, the pivot. And I know, I'm sure that this has been talked about and regurgitated a million times over, but it's just like, Eminem is a big deal, obviously, but like for me personally, 
he was the he's the only reason I ever heard hip hop. Um, I mean, that's not cool, and that sh- probably shouldn't be the case. There should have been a bunch of other people that I should have heard about as a child. Um, but the Eminem show came out when I was, like, seven, and I had that shit. And I would listen to it all the time. I had a little portable CD player, and I would walk around the house with it on, and I thought that I was so cool, and I would do it when I would bring it out and listen to music in front of people on my CD player, like at Easter, when we hosted Easter, my extended family was all there, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, yeah, I'm listening to Eminem, and uh, I didn't really understand what he was talking about all the time, I just knew that, like, I didn't really know anything, like, I didn't know anything about music, I didn't understand any of it, you know, but I knew that I liked everything, you know, um, there were beats, and... Uh, I mean, being able to rap his verses was really cool and felt like an accomplishment. And, like, yeah, I don't know. The Eminem Show's production was pretty good. Uh, it was really good still, actually. It was, like, his most diverse in, in, in a good way. Not not like it may have gotten diverse recently. But, uh, yeah, the production switched up a lot, and it was a lot more grand. I mean, like, I remember White America coming in, and I was like, this is insane. And... He just kind of crushed it. And I think that he was originally planning to retire, I believe. Or maybe it was after Encore. But either way, uh, he should have. And I'm sorry. Um, Encore was awful. I loved Encore when it came out, though, as well. I was super into it. Uh, But it's just like the production, the beats are weak as hell. They seem unfinished. And he just seemed super unfocused. I think the story is that he was like really on drugs at the time. Um, like really, like he was already, but it was like bad, you know, and, uh, I don't know, it it became, instead of him being clever, it became, well, I guess him being funny too, like he's always been funny, but he was making like comedy music now, which is an important distinction because comedy music pretty much across the board is terrible, and regardless, sh- I don't know, probably isn't in a regular rotation for anybody. I mean, I don't know anybody that is consistently listening to Weird Al. You know, you might throw a song on every now and then, sure. But I mean, if you're just rocking through Weird Al albums, I think that that's pretty bizarre. You know, if you've got, if you've, if you've got the Lonely Island on your year-end Spotify list, uh, I think you might want to check out some other stuff, you know? Um, whether it be other types of music or other types of comedy, unless you just specifically love the blend of music and comedy, which would make you a very bizarre person. Um, what, what, yeah, who's your favorite comedian? Flight of the Concords. Who's your favorite musician? Flight of the Concords. It's like, oh my God, are you a serial killer? Um, sorry, if that is your case, um, you just got to deal with it. You're weird. That's fine. But yeah, uh, he was never the guy who was, you know what I mean? He was a a serious artist, I say. I mean, but his thing was that he wasn't that serious. But you know what I mean? Like, he took himself seriously. He took the craft seriously. And I think that it's pretty fucking bogus and stupid and, like, rude to your fans to be like, okay, well, like, I'm going to make Just Lose It now. (laughs) Um. Not that I was hurt by that or anything. I actually, I lo- well, that's the thing. I loved that when it came out, but I was 10. I thought that video was hilarious. Uh, 
I remember MTV2 used to show the making of it like five times a day. That and uh, Candy Shop. I used to watch the, the, the Candy Shop making of the music video all the time. It was awesome. 50 has a lot of personality. He's so entertaining. And uh, the Just Lose It one was way more interesting, though, because they had a lot of stuff to do. And it was, like, showing how they set up, like, the tubes for the vomit and then, like, the fire stuff. It was actually really, really dope. Like, super cool to see that. The making of Candy Shop was like, yo, check out this mansion. Check out this house. <laughs> uh, check out these girls. Like, and it was like, hell yeah, all right, Fitty. I can, I can, I'll go to the Candy Shop, you know. Just let me know what time's it open. Um, and... It was fantastic. And then, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, you're the guy who did kill you, you know, and now you're making just lose it. I just think that that's weird. And it clearly shows the state at the time, and that's fine. But I'm even diverging from my original point, which was a divergent, and now I've talked myself into a circle again. Real circular today, ladies and gentlemen, but that's okay. We got a lot of time here. Okay, I think that's what's important. Time is of the essence, but time is valuable, but don't, but like, take it easy. You know, there's a lot of mixed signals on what you should do. And I think that right now, we should go back to the divergent, the, 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 the divergent point. You like that? It's like the 80s. You know, good, 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 good. Oh, I don't know what that was. I apologize. This is, uh, this is so embarrassing for me. It's my first job interview in a while. I'm a little bit nervous. Um, I just think that if Encore was able to get more time, I think that it would have turned into a great record because he was just on an incredible streak. He was right off 8 Mile, you know, like, and Eminem show. And it's like, yeah, you're, he's the best fucking rapper on the planet, for sure, for that whole period. I would say 98 to 2002, you know. I also don't think it was a very strong time, and he came in at the perfect time and all that. Um, but, you know, when he came back with Relapse, it was just weird. And the the singles just, like, weren't the same. There, I, I It's hard to explain. It's just like, yeah, that's clearly that guy, and... But he's not, he doesn't have the same energy behind him. And that doesn't even mean that, like, the songs don't have energy and that his voice isn't, like, still, like, really performative and cool. There's just something about the general vibe of it that makes it seem like another guy. And that's how I felt at first. But going back on it, I actually think that that record is super underappreciated. And I would put that as his fourth best album behind the first three because i encore has aged poorly for me and i think relapse is incredible he brought slim shady back and he did it really really well it seemed like a guy who had gotten a lot of rest had a lot of time to write a lot of rhymes and really put him to work and then like dre was back on the production and it was just like holy shit this guy is just spitting again and it was so good to see. It felt like it felt the most like the Slim Shady LP probably ever. I mean, Marshall Mathers LP is pretty close. Like, they, I think that they have very similar like bar styles. You know, well, he switches it up all the time. But you get what I mean. Same type of vibe. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, so go listen to Relapse if you haven't in a while. It's awesome. Uh, the only thing is that he just does weird voices over every song. Like, he, like uh, accents. He just does, like, slightly strange accents on, like, every song. But uh, that's the one thing you really need to get past. Everything And the hooks are bad, but his hooks have always been bad. You know, except for when they've been samples. So, you know what I mean? You can get past that. No problem. So... I would say definitely go back and listen to that. And then, like, Recovery, like I said, like, that I'm Not Afraid, Positive, all that singer-songwriter, everything about all that shit, I'm out. I don't want it. I mean, uh, it very well may be good if that's what you're looking for from anyone, then sure. Um, I'm especially, even if I'm not looking for it, and even if I was, I wouldn't be looking for it from that guy. You know, it's just not the entertainment that I'm looking for from him, and that's fine. So if people love it, that's great. You know, if they don't, that's also great. I'm not trying to say that what I'm saying is scripture. You can like any of his records that you want. I'm just speaking as like the as a guy who liked the old stuff, and I hate to be that guy. But it's like when it's this dramatic, it matters, okay? Because like you play me the Strokes' first album, of course, it's an all timer in my opinion. I think it's a classic. It's amazing. I love that record. But guess what? I got into the Strokes because of Come Down Machine because I love that shit. So. It's not like I'm always in, in all, and that situations like with the Strokes is way more common for me and my tastes than this Eminem thing is. So the point that I'm trying to make there in this divergent point of a divergent point is that I'm not like a think the old stuff's always better, play the hits kind of guy, okay? And that's what makes it even more frustrating for me, um... Because it's like you know that that magic was there already. It's like what 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 were you doing then, other than the drugs? Like what were you doing like in the studio? Like what was your practices? Because go back to that system. Um, and if you're doing the same system, then I I don't know, you know, I'm not whatever. But yeah, so that's why it drives me crazy. And then yeah, every record from there. I don't think I listened to any of them. I don't know. Revival just got destroyed, so I didn't bother. Um, I listened to Kamikaze because it was like surprising, and it's just like, yeah, you're fast, like that. That's good. You're not even really like on beat half the. You know what I mean? Like it just didn't feel like a song almost. I don't know. I, I wasn't into it, and I don't like the the edginess because now he's just like edgy, like an old person instead of like a cool person or an antagonist. You know what I mean? Like. Before it was like, oh, I'm the new crazy guy and I'm going to fuck your shit up and like I'm changing the game. And that. now it's just like, y'all ain't shit because I'm the best. And like, things, you know, I don't give a fuck. You, you guys don't know me or whatever. <laughs> you know, like I don't even know how to explain it. It's more of a get off my lawn edgy now. It's just like I'm the, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, good thing he's just, you know, still back in the gun advocacy thing. But it's like, you got to get your messages straight. And, I, and like, Slim Shady's on the cover of the new record, and I read that he's not even doing Slim Shady. It's like, uh, it's just a hosh of tracks like anything else. So, I don't know. And MMLP2, I, I turned off on principle. It very well may be, like, a solid, like, uh, new era Eminem record that's totally believable. It's just you can't give it that title unless it lives up to it. That's how I view it. So 
I mean, if that title was different and it was just called something else, I very well may like it, but I, I, I didn't get very far into it. And, uh, because it, 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 it's just like shit on it. It's like you, you clearly just took this name so you could guarantee a certain number of sales for yourself. And, uh, I don't fuck with that. Um, um, good news for me is that if any of this blows up and this ends up doing something, maybe I'll be on an Eminem diss track. So, you know, that's something to aspire to, even though I didn't really say anything that wasn't valid, M. You know, call me out, buddy. Just kidding. I love you. Honestly, I love you. And uh, that that's where all this comes from. It comes from a place of love. Um, so, yeah, you should uh, switch up your style again in a good way. And uh, you should not have performed at the Oscars. That's right. I didn't forget. And we're looping right back into it. That performance did not need to happen, okay? We're, it, 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 that movie came out 18 years ago. It's not even, if it was like a, if it was a 15, a 20, a 10, sure. Sure. I'm all for it. Bring them on. An anniversary performance. That's great. That's phenomenal, okay? But, like, right now, it doesn't make sense. I think uh, I saw some articles that said, like, there's an explanation for why, but it's like, I don't care. I don't care what the explanation is, frankly. Because uh, it wasn't good, and that beard is horrendous. Okay? I don't know. I, I mean, we all remember the real Slim Shady at the MTV Music Awards. Now, that is a television performance that I would like to see. I don't need to see a guy with a band just doing his song, <laughs> you know? Like, it was, it's not better with a band. Not that song. Some songs, sure, maybe. But I, I don't see the point. There was, like, no lights or anything. It's like watching a rapper just rap without, like, a crowd. <laughs> it's very bizarre. Like, everyone's still sitting down. It It's just not something that fits that type of thing like unless you're gonna make it a th- every other thing was so theatrical and like cool and like elton john kind of made sense you know and randy newman they're sitting down at least everybody else is sitting down it seems like you can it, piano seems like more of a thing you can sit and listen to it's like sitting and listening to a rapper as he paces around stage and like tries to like have energy it just doesn't fit so like that's not that's not even knocking the performance. That's just knocking, like, the showrunners. It's like, why did you think that that would work? You know, people need to be hype. You know? And it's all, it's just awkward. Like, even if they were, they're all in these, like, crazy elaborate dresses and tuxes and outfits. It's like, it wouldn't look right if they just, like, stood up and, like, started bobbing. It's like, those people shouldn't be dancing. They should be, like, at the fucking Buckingham Palace or something. You know, like serving crudite or whatever. So I don't know. I, I I just didn't like that. I didn't like the the music in general. Well, get it out of here. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, and uh, you know, nineteen seventeen. Still haven't seen it. That seems like an an amazing theater experience. So hopefully, uh, the Oscar thing keeps them out for a little while. And. Uh, I can get a chance to catch that in theaters because that's probably not a good TV watch, especially if you're not paying attention because, like, there's no cuts. So, I don't know. 
it was uh it was it was interesting. It, it stayed entertaining the whole time. I'm super stoked Laura Dern got one. I mean, she should have been had one because you know, that's my girl. Anybody working with Lynch consistently, that I'm with that person, you know. You know, if 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 they're Lynch worthy, then like I got nothing but praise. And I mean, she was a badass in Blue Velvet. Uh she was a badass in uh, <laughs> In um, Wild at Heart, she was a badass in Inland Empire. She was a badass in the re- in Twin Peaks: The Return. It's like what I love Laura Dern. She is an absolute treasure. So super glad she got it. Didn't see Marriage Story. I'm I'm not a big Baumbach guy. I I feel like I like Baumbach. He seems to be buddies with Wes Anderson. Love Wes Anderson. I don't know. I saw the Squid and the Whale, and I was like. Yeah, like this is this is well made, written, acted. This is absolutely not entertainment. This is <laughs> this is like realism to its fullest and in a very depressing way. Not that I could relate to the crazy scenarios that were happening in that movie, but uh it was just like, wow, that's bleak. That's uh pretty rough. <laughs> you know? Uh, it wasn't unlike uh, this show's namesake's namesake, Requiem for a Dream, which I find to be absolutely horrible because it is just a pit of darkness <laughs> that you just spiral down for like two hours and uh, there is no redemption. Not that like, okay, like I'm fine with like a dark ending. You know, things don't have to always work out in a movie. Sometimes that's the better artistic decision. Um, sometimes it's done just to be the, you know, the unpredictable thing. But the thing was just like, no, that that was just terror. <laughs> you know, it was like nothing good happens in the whole movie. It's, I don't know. Again, I don't think that anything good has to happen in a movie. I just feel like it, with that movie specifically, it is just you are just falling down a hole and it's like, I, I don't know. I, I don't see why anyone would want to do that. You know what I mean? If you're ever like, man, I wish I was fucking depressed. <laughs> then sure, throw it on. You'll have a terrible time as far as I'm concerned. And uh, Baumbach, you know, the Meyerwood story seems great. Lo- I, I would love to see another great Adam Sandler performance. I feel like Ben Stiller's a solid dramatic actor as well. I'm sure that that movie's good. I don't know. There's just something about it. I just I just slack on it. And I also love Adam Driver. So I, I don't really know what my deal is, frankly. There's some stuff I just slack on. And uh, maybe I'll never watch it. I don't know. But sh- congrats to Laura Dern. Shouts out to Laura Dern. I love you. You're a treasure. You know, you make America a better place. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, and Kyle McLaughlin congratulating her. Oh, my God. Is Kyle McLaughlin not just the sweetest man of all time? Uh, he's one of, there's only, like, four or five, like, celebrity slash just, like, you know, big accounts, whatever that would be called, like, a, you know what I mean? So, I don't know why, but Kyle McLaughlin is absolutely one of them, and I'm glad that it, that he is. Um, he's, he's, he's another treasure, and, uh, definitely hashtag my guy. Uh, but yeah. And then, um, I would have liked to see, I think that The Lighthouse should have been nominated for more things because it definitely 
should have been for like production and costume design. Production design, especially because they built the fucking lighthouse. <laughs> like, it doesn't get more of a better production design than that. It's the whole movie. And it looked great. And their costumes were great. I think having only two people, that's why I can understand why costumes would not be nominated there. But production design? Get the fuck out of here. You've got to be kidding me. Original screenplay? He, he had to find an ancient dead language from a very specific region in a very specific time period. It was like 1860s, like, coastal America. Like, East Coast, you know? I think it was off of Maine. There we go again with the fucking Maine. I guess I gotta go there now. Check it out. Um, but and this is like he found this like crazy C word language and like read these old like lighthouse manuscripts and stuff. And this is you're gonna tell me that that screenplay is not incredible. It's unbelievable. And Defoe and Pattinson both at least deserved shortlist for nominations so i hope that they at least were especially defoe he had the beefier part so i mean he had more there was just more for him to do not to discredit robert pattinson i think that that movie is an absolute masterpiece and walking out of that theater i i didn't stop thinking about it for days on end so i think that it probably deserved cinematography i think that um, is there a lighting award? If there's a lighting award, it absolutely should have won. I don't know. It deserved more awards. There's, it, It's barely a horror film. You can just call that thing like an experimental art film and it would totally work, but I guess that that's also not the Academy's thing. So, I don't know. But I think it deserved more nominations. And I bet I get 1917 winning and like Deacons is a legend and all that shit, but it's just like, come on. And uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood definitely deserved more. I mean, that was my favorite movie of the year, hands down. Um, I mean, but Tarantino's a god to me. But, that, I mean, that movie is the best movie he's made probably since Inglorious Bastards. You know, if if if, uh, if I'm really thinking about it. I mean, I, uh, Django was really good. I haven't seen it probably since theaters just because it it's not streaming on anything and I, I haven't really had the urge to rent it um and then the hateful eight uh was amazing in 70 millimeter it's not so great to rewatch you know at home and i think that it even wouldn't be good to rewatch in a movie theater unless it's on 70 millimeter because that was un believable i just didn't like the front row i didn't care they gave us this like booklet he made it a whole thing like it was awesome and that movie's still really good that score is unbelievable you want to talk good cinematography as well like everything about it you know great flick but once upon a time in hollywood i, I saw it in theaters twice and uh i i would have gone again had somebody asked so i absolutely adored that movie and uh i, I don't think it won anything I think it it might I think that one production design which makes sense cuz they like recreated 60s Hollywood unbelievable and they did it like actually there you know um so that's super cool it might have won for costumes too actually but I mean like Tarantino didn't walk away with anything um which is fine he he's you know like he's got him but I don't know and I think that the other question that comes with Parasite sweeping like that 
Well, the only thing I'm afraid of, see, so like, here's the thing. Again, I have not seen the movie, and once I get to the final point, it'll make more sense. But my thing is, like, is the push for diversity working? Like, is that why Parasite won the positive? Or me as a skeptic, okay? I'm just worried that they're like, okay, well, we gave them this one. You know, like, it was a tactic to be like, yo, check this out. We did it. And then they'll just go back, you know, and then next year the, the gopher will win. You know, it's kind of what I worry about. Is is like, you know, but I, I don't think that that's the case because, I mean, there is not one person that I have talked to or listened to or read, you know, whatever, across all forms of media that have not absolutely adored that movie. So I absolutely believe that it's legit. I I just think that that's something that, like, needs to be addressed because I, I I don't know. I just don't I just don't want that to be a thing. I just don't want next year to roll around and they're like, okay, well, you know, last year we did what they wanted. Now we'll do what we wanted. You know, I don't know. It's all a very bizarre system and it's almost universally criticized, but we all just kind of accept that that's how it is and still decide to give the Oscars more merit than anything else. Whereas I think we sh- probably should be looking at like. I mean. I don't know. Khan maybe. I mean Parasite did win the Palme d'Or as well. I don't know how to say that. So I'm going to butcher it every time I attempt to. Most likely. French people with their fucking nuances. I wonder if nuances is a French word. Or French origin. Kind of has that little flow to it. That would be interesting. Because I don't know. To me, it just seems like everybody like doesn't like the results. So it's like, well, what is the? Why are we recognizing this as like scripture then? You know, if you're always going to be disappointed. Obviously, this year it's not the case. So I mean, I guess like when they get it right, you're like, hell yeah! But it's like, why put that much stock into it and then it doesn't fucking matter you know what i mean like when somebody wins or doesn't win the golden globe we're like what does that mean for the oscars but like nobody gives a shit who won or lost the golden globes only in light of the oscars but it's like if we just don't play that much into it we can just say the golden globes matter more i mean i don't know i i think until it's like a consistent thing which it never will be and never has been. I, I, there's parts of it that I just object to. And don't get me wrong, I love it. I absolutely love watching it every year for the same reasons everybody else does. I mean, it's like the excitement of, like, who's going who's gonna to be in that envelope? Because, like, but it's just instilled in us that it needs to matter that much is what I'm saying. So, like, I don't know. Maybe they can just push something else somehow, but it might just be too late. I don't know. I just think something needs to change with it. I think that it needs a host, first of all. Why is there a guy who just comes out to be like, yo, here's this person? Another thing that has been beaten to death in everywhere. But, uh, I mean, it, it's correct. Like that, that just doesn't make sense. But if the host is the one doing that, then sure, because they're the host. You know, that that would be their job then. But, like... Why not just have the person who came out to introduce the person just be the person that they're introducing anyway? See how complicated that was? Because it doesn't make sense. It's really stupid. Okay? But 
you know, they got the awards right, and that's what that's what matters most. I'm 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 I mean, I'm almost never gonna agree with every single winner because, like, I'm always gonna do it to like my tastes. Um, where whereas, like, you know, like I said, like with cinematography, like that that's a good option that they picked, right? Um, from what I've seen, I haven't seen the movie, but I mean, obviously, the cinematography is fucking amazing in that movie. But uh, you know, so like that—that's like a respectable one. There's ones that I absolutely just like, vilely desp- despised, you know. And those are the ones that usually go down in history as like failed attempts. They're disasters, you know. Like you think that you think back and like, what beat Raging Bull? Something like Terrible beat Raging Bull, and uh, something like Terrible beat Goodfellas, I think, and. You know, Forrest Gump be Pulp Fiction. See, like, that's one where it's like, oh, all right, you know, that's acceptable. Uh, probably in retrospect, like, yeah, Pulp Fiction should have won, so I get that. But, I mean, if you got to pit those two against each other, in my book, I'm like, okay, one of them, I'm good with. <laughs> you know, but I don't know. It's like, if if there's ever a situation where it's just like a stinker is just crushing it, it's like, why do I have faith in this system? Why am I that into this? I just think it's something we should consider. Because there's going to be times when a stinker wins again. And we're going to think, what the fuck? Why is this going to go down in history as a prestigious thing? But then it also goes down in history as like a terrible mistake or like a really questionable thing. And then we almost think of the other movies just, you know, so it's weird. I don't know. There's way too much to unpack, I think, with them that I just don't really understand. And that's okay. Because, uh, you know, who said I was, uh, who said I was in charge? (laughs) Uh, who said I was an expert? You know what I mean? I don't work for the fucking newspaper. You don't gotta, you don't gotta take this. You take this however you want, I guess, is what I'm gonna say. But, um,. You know, it's over now. What 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 are we gonna do? It's it's like the Super Bowl is over. The Oscars are already over. It's like what what do I have to look forward to now? You know, Thanksgiving. I don't like summer holidays. (laughs) Not that either of the two things I just named are holidays, although they should be and. You know, like, the day after the Super Bowl should absolutely... The day of the Super Bowl should be a holiday, okay? The fucking country should stop and stay home and watch the fucking game, okay? It's not that crazy. I'm pretty sure in Europe they do that for soccer matches. Could be wrong, but I don't think I am. And football is absolutely that big here, so, you know, don't make anybody fucking work during the Super Bowl. Everybody has to be closed by six. (laughs) You know, whatever. Uh, that actually wouldn't work. You know what I mean? Everybody has to be closed an hour before the game starts. Get the fuck out of here, okay? <sighs> Except the food industry, I guess, but then that's unfair. How do we do that? There's, I don't know. They're, they're, make it a holiday. That's why the next day would have to be, I guess. But, God, to be the poor son of a bitch that has to just fucking sling pizzas like a motherfucker. Like, um, tell me that that's what it is okay it should be a holiday but not like mandatory the places are closed but people should get holiday pay because you're probably gonna work your fucking ass off wherever you're at 
you know, if you're in a grocery store, it gets slammed. I know that from experience firsthand. It's terrible. Um, and, yeah, I don't know, just slinging all those pizzas would be terrible. But what, what do we got coming? Um, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Uh, probably jerk off and go to bed. That's about as much as I got going on <laughs> with that. So St. Paddy's Day, I'll get nice and fucked up, sure. But then that's just another day, you know. Now it's just like, oh, I'm allowed to go outside, kind of. <laughs> you know, there's just kind of an agreement that you can just be pretty trashed wherever you're at. That's fine. Like, that's fun. I like that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. The whole month is going to be 420. I think that that is a crazy thing, okay? April 20th of April, (laughs) like, (laughs) April 20th, 2020 is going to be 420, so like April 420 is a 420, and then on 420, it's 420, so it's like exponential growth, okay? So what are we going to do? I mean, I think that they planned it. They waited for weed to be legal in Illinois for that reason. Because on the whole month of April, it's just going to be Kush Cup. <laughs> Nonstop. And then the day of 420. On, on April 20th, 2020, at 420 p.m. and a.m. that day, there will probably be more marijuana consumed in the city of Chicago than in its entire history at one time. Because it's the 420th 420. It's like the Mortiest Morty. You know? It means something. This is 420C137. Okay? That's how crazy we're getting this year. And I'm blessed to be a part of it. You know? It's going to be crazy. I think, that you know, this might be the year we all start getting into crack. Bring it back. You know? They're bringing back everything else. Fucking Roseanne's still on. Without Roseanne. <laughs> That's how desperate we are to bring stuff back. Let's, let's, you know, let's get the crack flowing. Pop a couple tops. You know? Ride the white pony. Whatever. I don't know if that's... I think that's a heroin thing. Although I have no idea. I only know that from the movie The New Guy. Which, if you haven't seen The New Guy... Don't look at its Rotten Tomatoes score. Just watch the movie. It's great. It is great. Okay? DJ Qualls deserved so many more roles after that movie because I don't care what you think about that movie, Roger Ebert. Okay? He fucking crushed it in that movie. And he was fucking awesome. And Eddie Griffin was the coolest guy ever. Okay? That movie fucking ripped. Don't make me go crazy as... You know? Don't fuck around. You don't fuck around like that. And he looked dope. Like, that was the coolest... Like, I I was like, I'll rock a Canadian tuxedo. And then once I found out that that was the term, I was like, oh, I can't wear this now. That's a bummer. You know, why does fucking Canada have to just ruin everything for us here in America? I mean, they're just all over there holding hands and, like, eating fucking popcorn, chilling with their dicks out getting sucked off by moose all the time when i'm out here you know fucking getting splashed on by bus puddles and you know oh somebody shitting the cereal great what are we gonna do nothing you know don't buy cereal stupid here's a parking ticket (laughs) 
you know? It's just like, you get to live in your little paradise while you look down on us like Jesus looks on sinners. Maybe that's it. You know, if you want to find God, move to Canada. Getting towards the top. Um, I kind of wish, here's the thing. I, I understand laughing at the president for trying to just buy Greenland. Because uh, that's insane. I mean, I also didn't, I mean... I also didn't know that that wasn't possible, but I'm not the president. But also, he's not qualified to be the president. You know what I mean? So, like, it does make sense that he doesn't know that, which I think everybody knows. But, like, you know what I mean? I don't think every, I, I don't think that it should be thought of as common knowledge that you don't know that you can, can't buy stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you want to buy a fucking house, you buy it and you own it. It's that simple. You know what I mean? Like, you can buy a house in another country. Why can't you just buy the whole country? <laughs> uh, it doesn't sound it doesn't sound that illogical or stupid, when I, I think, when it's in those terms. I mean, it sounds ridiculous and impossible um, financially. Sure. I don't think there's any banks that are going to leverage that mortgage out to you. I don't care if you got an 850 credit score. Yeah, I'm just trying to buy Latvia. Come on, you know, it's not like I'm trying to buy Spain. They're like, oh yeah, you got a point. Um, but it would have been sick. Is what I was getting at. That's the whole reason I brought it up. I'm not defending the guy. He's a fucking moron. But I, what well, I, I, I guess the reason why I am kind of defending it is because I'm just as dumb, <laughs> and I just had to cover that up. Um, but also because uh, I think it'd be fucking cool. Oh, we just, we just got it. <laughs> Yeah, guys, check what I picked up over the weekend. You're gonna love it. But also, it's like, yeah, we just, oh yeah, we just own this country now. Hey, a new thing I can go to for free. You know, you know, you know, you know, no beef. You know, do you need a passport to go? No, we own it. You know, it's just an extension of the country. Um, what I find very interesting, but like, yeah, so like, it would just be sick. Like, it'd be sick to be like. Hey, man, I remember when we just bought that place. <laughs> you know, it had to be pretty wild when, like, Hawaii and Alaska came through. You're just like, oh, shit, there's just more to the country now. That's pretty fun. You know, and Greenland's big, you know. We could just make it a whole big garbage dump or something, <laughs> you know. We could do something dumb over there for sure. could ruin Greenland pretty quick. Uh, it'd be fun. I don't know. But uh crazy thing with Alaska that I find is just that like you can't drive there without a passport which uh seems like bullshit to me like why do I got to spend all this extra coin like to get to my country now I have a passport and I also would not attempt to make this drive, but that's because I'm in Chicago. But imagine, like, you know, if you're in, like, Seattle or, you know, even, like, a north or like a northwestern higher-up city in Washington. I don't know the geographics. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know the geography of Washington well enough to know if Seattle's too far south for this to be feasible. But imagine you're at the northeastern tip of Washington, Okay northwestern tip of washington jesus christ um you know a drive to alaska probably isn't that crazy of a prospect 
but uh, you either gotta fly or pay like 250 bucks for a passport just to go to a place you don't need a passport for. You know what I mean? All I'm saying is, why can't we have like a road that is along the eastern? No, fuck. How do I keep making that mistake? If if there was a road that was along western Canada, like right along the coast, I mean, unless there's a beach there, I doubt it, right? But whatever. Let's say right along the coast just for the sake of the argument, and, like, we were just allowed to drive on that road. <laughs> you know? Like, that road was America. Because all it is, you know what I mean? And then there's, like, entry points to the road for Canadians. Like, I think that we should have bought a road, a road-wide worth amount of land connecting Alaska to Washington. That's all I'm saying. Flying's expensive, and especially flying to Alaska, because it's fucking Alaska. There's not a lot of flights, you know? It's really specific, and there's no other way to get there, so they can charge you more. I haven't looked into it, necessarily, <laughs> but or I guarantee, it's like, I guarantee that's like an $800 round trip thing. It's like, well, I might as well go to fucking, you know, Japan or some shit, and just drop three grand if I'm going to spend $800 to go to Alaska. It's Alaska! You know? It's attached! We could get there other ways. I just think that's a missed opportunity. That's a logistics issue. How are we transporting things to them? Is it all by ship? I want to know what the percentage of ship travel is for product. <laughs> oh, man. I just sounded like a caveman. That was amazing. Um... But I wonder how much stuff is still being transported into, like, docks and harbors and all that shit through ship. Just seems like we don't need it. Just seems like that is a waste of time. Um, so hopefully there's not a lot of ship stuff going on. I mean, if it's, like, to Hawaii, I could see that. I mean, that's also pretty far, so maybe I can't see that. Uh, to Alaska, though, I guess I could see. But I'm just saying, like, we could just have a road. In fact, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this up right now, okay? Because this is this is this has now become very important to me and I am compelled to know this answer because I think that this is absolutely insane. That you know, nobody's nobody's talking about <laughs> nobody's talking about the Alaska transit issue. Okay. So, at the corner Blaine directions Blaine to Alaska. Blaine to Alaska. Oh my God, Alaska's so far. Okay, I I back, I back away from everything that I've said. <laughs> I clearly, completely misjudged everything. I I think that all current paths to Alaska are the correct paths, and uh, yeah. Uh, the map took it to the center of the state, which uh, added a little bit to it, I'm sure, but uh, probably only like at most four hours. And uh, I kind of thought the whole thing would be four hours, and apparently it's almost two days. <laughs> so I didn't realize it would. I mean, I don't know why. I I've seen the maps. I guess. Uh, for whatever reason, I just didn't place it as that far. It's hard to say. 
Jesus, why would you live all the way up there? This is a whole thing. I mean, I would love to go there. I'd love to spend like a couple weeks there. But I'd love to spend a couple weeks in a lot of places. So <laughs> that's probably not going to happen. But I mean, it, w- it would be cool to spend a few days up there. But I, d- I don't understand how you could live like that. But then again, um, I'm in Chicago and I wish I was in New York because I, w- I want more. So uh, I definitely don't think that uh, Alaska is there for me to understand. You know, they, they, they got it figured out with what they're doing over there. And uh, props to Alaska. You know, keep it going. Keep it all going. We like it. I wonder um, if they have, like, Canadian friends. <laughs> that uh, Yeah, that sounds really dumb. But uh, I don't know if, you know, people are living that far north in Canada. Kind of seems like Canada's a... We live in the south. It's like, why is the whole thing the country? That that's what I understand. I think that like they just have to, because like I think all land has to be owned, right? I mean, I, obviously not literally, but it certainly seems like there is no land that's just like unclaimed, unless Antarctica is unclaimed, and we're just like, yeah, we can all do research here. That would be pretty cool, but uh, yeah, I just feel like why 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 can't Northern Canada just be called? Why can't it just be called, like, the Great North? Like, that's just what it says on the map, but it's, like, not anybody's country. And it just makes it even more mysterious and wild and Siberia-esque. Even though Siberia is a country, obviously. See what I mean? It's just, like, there's just too much geopolitical nonsense involved. Okay? Let me just go to the woods. It's cold out. Let Let me pitch a tent. Let me camp out. Give me a day. Give me two. Give me two. Anyway, so that's been my Alaska Oscars Eminem spiel. <laughs> um, I hope I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I was uh I was a little bit incoherent for a while there. I didn't really know uh, where I was going, and I'm pretty glad it went down this journey to Alaska and did not take forty one hours to do so. Okay, I'm like Jesus. That's from. That's from literally, literally the northwestern corner of Washington. Like the 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 the, the small like the I zoomed in enough to where I saw like the last name I could find on there. Maybe there was another tinier one, but I mean like I was right by the ocean and I was right by the border. Absolutely insane and mind blowing. Um, well, tune in next week. Well, we find out how long it takes to paddle boat to Cuba. Just kidding. Uh, hopefully there's not any more travel guesstimations. That's right. I said guesstimations. I think that it is a fun and useful and well-put-together merge word. Word. I tried to merge the word. Word merge together purge. Anyway. Uh. Clearly, I'm going insane, and I need to eat a sandwich. So, I'm going to wrap this up real quick. Just uh, one more thing for you to never forget. I are fat. You are fat. We are fat. Calculator.